निरूपमतिसूक्ष्मपंचम निरीह गगन सदृशमीशूताशम त्रिगुणोरहितचेतूपरिन्नम विमल परमहंसमकृष्ण भजाम शांति 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 वी वर्शिप द स्टेनलेस परमहंस श्री रामकृष्ण बियॉन्ड कंपेरिजन द सटलेस्ट ऑफ द सटल ट्रांसेंडेंट डिजायरलेस इन्फिनिट एज द स्काय द लॉर्ड एंड ग्राउंड ऑफ ऑल बीइंग्स the venerable supreme brahman an embodiment of existence knowledge beyond the three gunas we worship him and salute him again and again om peace 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 be unto us all so today our subject is ramakrishna we worship actually we are here in the temple dedicated to ramakrishna it is too much voice no. uh, so normally it seems that as if it is also a place of any worship place where people worship the same god in different aspects but still it is something which has connected with some dogmatic or sectarian principle is preached but here is the sri ramakrishna we worship we must have to know who the ramakrishna whom we worship what we mean by ramakrishna and who is ramakrishna during the lifetime of sri ramakrishna we find there that there are different people they came to ramakrishna and try to fathom his spiritual wisdom and depth and were moved by his unique life and his unique simple expression of divinity manifesting himself every day in all his movements i will quote one who was named as brahma bandhav upadhyay we are reading this morning this part and he was a first year the follower of keshav sen who was a brahma movement followers of the bab movement and he was well known uh, for his oratory his leadership he was the editor of one of the bengali daily and later on this brahma mandam this prolific writer and speaker he left the new dispensation movement of keshav and then joined in the anglican church 
And after that, he also left that and joined the Roman Catholic Church. He met Sri Ramakrishna. And he has expressed in his beautiful writing, he said, who was Ramakrishna? Well, that I don't know. But this much I can say, that in the firmament of Bengal, no other man of such sweetness has risen since Lord Gauranga, means Sri Chaitanya. Even the moon is not spotless, but this moon of Sri Ramakrishna is absolutely free from spots. Ah, his divine body was pure and bright, like fire itself. Never was it contaminated by the slightest touch of sex. When he was married, his wife was only six. Ten years after his marriage, he met her for the second time, who was chastity personified. Ramakrishna worshipped her when she was 16 as the Divine Mother. He followed all the Hindu rituals and then offered his rosary at the feet of this Holy Mother. What a beautiful life! It is unique in human history. Many saints and prophets renounce their wives for God, but Ramakrishna's renunciation was not of ordinary type. It was the highest acceptance. The highest of the moon cannot be separated from the, the light of the moon cannot be separated from moon. And neither did this woman, the incarnation of chastity, live apart from Sri Ramakrishna. <coughs> Go once and sit for a while at the blessed feet of this woman, so reven reverentially worshipped by Sri Ramakrishna. Through her grace, you will be able to understand and realize the greatness of Sri Ramakrishna. You will be blessed indeed. Then he continues again. Who is Ramakrishna? He was a Nwara Brahman. Who was this Ramakrishna? He is the prince of sadhakas, spiritual aspirants. He practiced the main spiritual disciplines of various religious sects of the world with great sincerity, intensity and love. And thus he realized God in many ways. He attained samadhi by following the path of yoga, tested divine love by following the path of the gopis, and saw the Divine Mother by following the path of Tantra. He also practiced sadhana according to Islam and Christianity. Thus Sri Ramakrishna's life depicts the harmony of all religions. Fully established in his consciousness of the immutable Brahman and keeping intact the continuity of the eternal religion of the Aryans, Sri Ramakrishna welcomed with open arms, all diversities of spiritual life, and enriched India by incorporating in it all the new spiritual forces and directing all of them to Advaita. Salutation to Sri Ramakrishna, conqueror of lust and gold, 
Nuvara Brahman, king among the devotees, saviour of mankind, and deep ocean where the rivers of all realizations merged. Here we find a beautiful description of a contemporary person who saw Sri Ramakrishna. He was not a Hindu in that sense. First of all, he was having identified with Brahma movement. He was not very supportive of the idol worship, what they think the Hindus do. And then even being an Anglican and then being a Catholic, this type of adoration for Sri Ramakrishna is unique. This is only one perspective of Sri Ramakrishna. Here he has focused few of the unique characteristics of Sri Ramakrishna. What is Sri Ramakrishna? He is the embodiment of purity, stainlessness. He is the ideal person who showed ideal householder's life, ideal monk's life, ideal householder's life. How householder life can be so intense and intimate at the same time beyond all the little petty things of personal gain and loss? How one can live in the world which the monks are trying to live in seclusion? How one can embrace all the spiritual seekers of truth in whatever level they are and accept and embrace them. And how a perfect life can be made dedicated to the cause of all humanity. And then Sri Ramakrishna is, to this gentleman, is, is a, like moon who is radiant and even spotless. He has given a beautiful example how even in the moon there is some spot. But Ramakrishna's character is unique in purity and spotless nature. Divine, perfectly full of joy and blessings. And at the same time, it is such a grace and blessings for the whole universe. In the Brihadaranyaka Upanishad, we find that there is a chapter where Jagyavalka is a great sage Many times it is mentioned in the Chandogya Upanishad and in Brihadaranyaka Upanishad. He went, he was a knower of Brahman, but this ancient India was a beautifully, uh, beautiful in, the, in, its, in its uniqueness. It was full of spiritual India. Even the kings are spiritual. So Janaka was the king and Jagyavalka went to his court and then there is a conversation in the fourth chapter of the Brihadaranyaka Upanishad. And there, in this course of discussion, this Jagyavalka, the teacher, gave instruction to Janaka to worship Brahman, the absolute, immutable truth, in six different aspects. And that is a very philosophical, at the same time, difficult to understand if it is only to be, to be taken as a theoretical, philosophical talk. Here, 
this Jagyabalko advised Janaka that you worship. We always worship. We cannot worship the Absolute God. But we worship what is called the symbolically that Absolute. Symbolic, and that's why it is called Upasana. We have talked about Upasana sometime past. Upasana means Upa means coming close to make a seat very close to the truth. That means keep the mind very close to the truth. So this Upasana is to connect ourselves with our divine self. But all Upasanas, all this uh, these spiritual practices which brings us closeness to the divine, it can be done only through Saguna Brahma. Saguna Brahma means Nirguna Brahma is, as I have said, it is timeless, spaceless, absolute, eternal. It's a good thing to talk about. But our limited mind cannot conceive anything. Even if we don't accept or want to accept God with any quality or any, in any form. But we make a form in our mind to think about the infinite knowledge and wisdom like ocean of joy. It is vast like sky. And we make a map of sky or we make a map of ocean. We make, we say, oh, God is like bright light. Think of that's why we chant the mantra. What do we think? Okay, think of the rising sun. You think of the rising sun. It's a symbolic. It is not Brahman. But you worship, project your concept of Brahman in that brightness, that beauty, that radiance which comes in the early morning and the whole darkness is removed as a symbolic. So, Anything we worship, it is all symbolic. Similarly, Brahman, that's to be worshipped in symbolically, that is the ancient address of the sages. You read Brihadaranak, you read Chandagga, the ancient Upanishads, it will be replete with the practice of different upasana, they call practice of disciplines, how to symbolically Think of the infinite through certain symbolic words, maybe it may be womb, it may be some aspect of Brahman, and they're very difficult for us to grasp those things in modern times because we are not familiar with the ancient mind. But we can get something out of it where we find that this Upanishad here, Jagabalka, is addressing and asking Janaka to worship. Worship whom? Worship that Brahman. It says, Pragāyati-ena-tupāsita You worship this Brahman, the Absolute, as Pragā. Pragā, you know? Pragā means abode of all knowledge and wisdom. Pragā, the knowledge, that Absolute consciousness, know that that is Brahman. Then he said, six ways he gave the example to practice upasana. Pragayati ena tupasito, that means as wisdom, as knowledge. 
priyamiti ena tupasito. Try to see whatever is loving, whatever you feel connected with, whatever is dear to you. See, that is the touch of Brahman. There is Brahman. Pragayati ena tupasito, priyamiti ena tupasito, satyamiti ena tupasito. You worship Brahman as satyam. Satyam means truth. Relative truth, two transcendental truth. Rel start with relative truth and see Brahman as relative truth. Oh, see the Brahman, the consciousness, this, uh, this gleams of that Brahman through the relative truth and then go to the transcendental truth. Satyam mitiena tupasito. Now you think anantam mitiena tupasito. Look upon that Brahman. Brahman is what? Ananta. No anta. No end. It is, it is beyond all limitation. Think in that way. That means, what is the instruction? Atmis is saying, see that in the beginning, in the, in the start of this creation, that infinity is there. What you see this creation, that is also infinite, and that which is beyond, that is also infinite. So look upon Brahman as infinite. You worship anything, you train your mind to see the infinite in the manifested universe as also the transcendental universe. Ananda iti eno tupasito, ananda iti eno tupasito, where there is a sparkle of joy. A touch of beauty, touch of the sense of your uh, feeling, which uplifts you in joy and ecstasy. See, that is Brahman. Ena tupasito. Then last sixth is the nityam. Iti ena tupasito or stiti. Stiti means nitya. See, what is stable? What is unchanging? What is absolutely blemish-free, that is eternal, absolute, unchanging witness consciousness. So, Janaka was being taught to think about Brahman and to practice his spiritual discipline, thinking on these few aspects, which is the core of Vedantic lesson of all the Upanishads. Some place we take one part, some place we take another part. But this is the holistic idea of worshipping Brahman. But this is the how difficult it is, how much of our time we cannot, we can really leave that Brahman is the very foundation of all knowledge. Our physical knowledge, our knowledge of science, art, literature, science of any material things, the foundation of that knowledge is Brahman. It's a very intellectual thing to think of that way, that pragaiti to practice every day. It becomes a little difficult, but for Janaka it was easy because he was already a highly accomplished spiritual personality. And in ancient time, people's life were very simple and they were very much into deep into, from their childhood, they were saturated with these noble ideas, so it may be easy. But for us, what we'll do now? 
to look at Brahman as the foundation of all wisdom and knowledge, and to touch, to feel where there is a love, where do you feel little connection with your fondness or your, what you call, affection. There you see, it is Brahman. Can you see that? We forget. When someone loves me and says some sweet word, we get so overwhelmed. Where is God? Where is Brahman? Eh? Our whole mind goes to thank that person. But not Brahman, <laughs> which is the ground of all affection and love. No? And now you go to Satyam. Even in the relative truth, when we are saying something truth, can we think that that is the expression of Brahman in our life? It is difficult. It's so much subtle. Now as all Ananta, you see, you, we all look at the vastness of this universe. You, where is not infinite? Tell me, you take a piece of one leaf and, and dissect it and put it on a microscope and see how many millions of cells will be there in one leaf. In our body, how many billions, trillions, how many trillions, I do not know, cells are there. What is not infinite? Look at the stars and galaxies. How many trees are there? How many grasses? Can you count the number of grasses in the world? And seeing the grasses, you say, oh, it is Ananta, it is infinite. Brahman, do you think like that? Looking at the leaves of the trees, do you think, oh, it is infinite, number of leaves are there, infinite? Oh, Brahman, it's difficult for us. But still, the Upanishad gives this direction. Try to see Brahman as infinite, Anantam. See Anandam, wherever there is Ananda. Ramakrishna said three Anandas, Vishayananda, Bhajanananda, and Brahmananda. We had Bhajanananda yesterday, wonderful Bhajanananda, the whole day. It was a really, really charming atmosphere here. And it's just vibrating with that type of joy here. Huh? So, Bhajanananda. But that Ananda, wherever Ananda, see it is Brahmananda. There is not Vishayananda, one thing, and the sense, the Ananda which comes percolates through this is different from that of the Brahmana. It is all Brahmananda. That is the uplifting attitude which we have to carry. Then will be our Brahma Upasana. Will be our practice will be that. And now Sthiti means which is all the time there as a foundation of everything. So this is, uh, this is the instruction of the sage Jagga to Janaka. And we have to worship in six different aspects, not one. It says, try to practice these six different ways every day in your journey in life and worship. Then you will be able to realize the truth so quickly. Now, these six ideas we can find, suppose if it manifests through some extraordinary spiritual personality, will it not be very easy for us to worship him as an embodiment of Brahman? That's why it is that avatar is called the incarnation. Incarnation is nothing but the Brahman with qualities, with accepting the limitation of human body and mind, the infinite manifests. That infinite ananda manifests. That infinite knowledge manifests. 
that unchanging focus of truth manifests. Can you think Ramakrishna in that way? Yes, it's a deep study. And then our Ramakrishna worship is a real Brahmupasana. And Sri Ramakrishna is that only. Though we see a photo, though we see a frame, a human body, but it's full of radiance of this prajna, wisdom. Every word which comes out of Sri Ramakrishna, I can elaborate it. It can be a series of talks, maybe. We can go taking one, one aspect in Sri Ramakrishna's life. And we see how it was spontaneously manifested in his life. Therefore, as he worshipping this Ramakrishna, in this aspect, he's actually worshipping Brahman. That is our, we want to worship this Ramakrishna, not the other aspect, he is a man. Yes, that also he is a human being. But he has this aspect. That's why Swami Sarodananda, in his book of Lila Prasanga in Bengali, or in English, Swami Chetananda's translation, or it is called the Great Master before, now it is called Divine Play. You read that there, it has been mentioned that it is Sarodananda Swami describes Ramakrishna, who Ramakrishna? Ramakrishna is Deva Manava. His Manava, human, like us, eats, sleeps, breaks his arm, uh, feels little childlike emotions, but he is not a human. He is superhuman. He is not superhuman. He is God. He is not God. He is Brahman, Deva. Manava. Two things mingle together. That's why it becomes easy for us to worship Brahman in this, to this form. Sri Ramakrishna himself said that this photograph, what we see, is the state of a very exalted state. It is a state of highest exalted state of samadhi. Even looking at the photograph, one can purify their mind. It's a spotless, pure, and full of all these six qualities. It is called Pragna. You see, in this Ramakrishna's words, the examples given whenever he is talking something, the highest spiritual truth is becoming so simple at the same time. Each word is pregnant with such deep wisdom. It is really difficult sometimes to perceive that. I can give quotations from gospel, enormous examples, where you can find a simple word Sri Ramakrishna used to say. A Swami Vivekananda used to say that Sri Ramakrishna's one, some, one story, one incident, I can write tons of philosophical books on one idea of Sri Ramakrishna. So each word which just poured out of his mouth is just the synopsis of all the spiritual truths. So it is pragnatiyenatupasita. You can look at Ramakrishna, read the gospel, and can see it is Sri Ramakrishna is embodiment of pragna. 
and you worship Ramakrishna as Pragga, not as a man, not as a human being. Yes, human personality connects us with him more. Yes, that we take as a part of our spiritual practice. But don't end the spiritual practice there like a human, then this becomes a cult. And if that cult comes, then you reject the whole world versus you, the group of people you love that man. Go beyond this personality. And this is vast idea of infinite. So tupasito. And you see, tupasito. You cannot but love Ramakrishna. His innocence, his everyday talk, his way of moving, living. Everyone is so... You, you look at the life when he was in, in, in his early days in, uh, in, in Kamarpukur. It was, if, if now, it is fabricated, maybe after centuries it will be fabricated like Krishna, that he is playing with the gopis. Ramakrishna also had so many gopis there. These gopis will be waiting in their room Huh? And if that, uh, Krishna, Ramakrishna did not appear around, say, 10 o'clock morning onward, they don't see, huh? one of the sisters of the gopis will then take uh, some, make some clue and may mean, find some means and uh, some excuse to see him. So he will take, she will take a pitcher full of water. It was full. They will throw away that water and tell mom, Mom, we are going to bring the water. We have to go to the pond or the reservoir. So they will go, and on that pond, there is Ramakrishna's house. And he will, she will just peep into that and say, Oh, auntie, how are you doing? It is auntie is not the point of their attraction. <laughs> Ramakrishna is the point of attraction. So he will go, and then they see each other. Then they will say, Hey, we are all waiting here. Come, come. And then... All will be happy seeing Ramakrishna. One day if they miss, the whole village will be crying as it were, from the child to the old age. It is exactly the play of Krishna uh, in the baby Krishna's play. And you see it is the same. Sri Ramakrishna left all these gopis what time? <laughs> when he was only a very young boy and came to Calcutta forever. No? And he visited occasionally. That matters little. But the whole, he is a prior. Huh? Wherever he goes, people feel attracted towards him by his special purity. And we can worship Ramakrishna in that aspect. Priyam miti enatupashita. We can see that in Sri Ramakrishna there is nothing, one word wrong. One day, Sri Ramakrishna uh, told Narin that you know that there is a bird which is called the Swati, uh, the Chatak. Chatak bird, and the Chatak bird does not drink ordinary water. Only it will have fresh water. <laughs> and Noren said, no, I saw Chatak drinking ordinary water. <laughs> so Sri Ramakrishna got confused. Even in his, in his uh, inadvertence, there cannot be any untruth. So he, he felt really in trouble. And then he saw that one day, and Noren is saying, see, I told you, look at that. These chataks are drinking water. They are parrots. Also. What is, is what you call sparrows? Uh, <laughs> eh? They are drinking water, and he's saying, this is the chatak drinking. Then Ramakrishna said, you rascal. 
<laughs> you disturb my sleep and and i was thinking if one word becomes wrong then all my words are wrong so that is the truth miss macleod had talked about sami vivekananda that the first word he heard from she heard from ram vivekananda's mouth she felt that was truth the second word came out of the lips of vivekananda that was truth and the third and the rest of the life what she has heard from vivekananda it is truth and truth and truth alone so this is ramakrishna the embodiment of truth we can bring example but our time limited so i'll just give a touch you can think for yourself to worship ramakrishna we worship this ramakrishna satyam and ramakrishna ananta ananta why you see you cannot fathom ramakrishna he is going to a vedanta scholar coming to ramakrishna he is talking with him in that level which ordinary people will feel disturbed means will difficult to understand and when he is coming to another devotee who is who does not know any philosophy or anything he is speaking in that language which immediately it changes his whole perspective so ananta it is unfathomable sri ramakrishna is infinite unfathomable truth you cannot justify that's why people are get confused what is some say what is ramakrishna's philosophy uh, some people here in this country also in every, every part of the world oh, ramakrishna is a mother worshiper makali is worshiper he was a sadhaka like makali okay it is not wrong then he was a shiva shiva worshiper that's also nothing wrong huh? and then you go to kali shiva durga huh? and go to all types of what is his real nature what is his real sadhana is all embracing and far beyond that is his ananta yes, there is a nice description given by adbhutananda uh, about talking about sri ramakrishna ananta infinite capacity he said that adbhutananda latumara said sri ramakrishna embodies an ideal of everyone he was an ideal householder monk and guru and disciple moreover his life can serve as an example for all faiths and all sects he is an ideal worshiper of shakti and he is an ideal vaishnavite he is an ideal shaivite he is an ideal of the devotees of ramachandra for his saw rama and sita he is an ideal for the vedantins as well having experienced nirvikalpa samadhi he is also an ideal of the christians and mohammedans because he had vision of christ and also of the prophet so he his his spiritual depth is it is really incomprehensible that's why he is ananta ananta means infinite in his approach in his ideas now this moment he is standing in nirvikalpa samadhi listening to the vedantic truth now coming down and singing and dancing like a devotee with the krishna devotees uh, with the ma- mothers worshipers coming shiva devotee coming 
How can you fathom a person, this multifarious capacities in one? One person is in one way, they cannot take the other ideas. That's why Sri Ramakrishna is to be worshipped as infinite, in infinite perspective. Whatever angle you look, you can find your ideal there standing. So you can worship Sri Ramakrishna as infinite ananta. And also, he is full, the ananda is very spontaneous with Sri Ramakrishna. Uh, standing, going to samadhi now and then, and creating. You see, Sri Ramakrishna was such a person who used to make such jokes and fun. Normally it is contradictory to spiritual life. We know the ministers. Uh, the tradition is that if the minister smile, then it is a it is a, <laughs> it is a real question. What type of minister is if he is not very grave and with uh, pale face and uh, but you know Swami Vivekananda faced that problem here. He only said that I only uh, am grave when my stomach pain starts. <laughs> so a spiritual person should be full of joy, blossoming joy. Huh? Endless joy in his every movement, every feature. It is joy, joy, joy. Sometimes Thakur's children, they used to reminisce that Sri Ramakrishna was such a joy. He will make such jokes that we will roll down in the ground and smile and smile and then we'll be tired of smiling anymore. So that is full of joy. In, 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 in the level of ordinary human uh, experience of joy and going to the joy of different planes of ex experiences in that joy. So he is the, nothing but, you can say, is a concentrated joy. Huh? And you can think of him as he's the eternal. That Ramakrishna you worship. Not the man Ramakrishna who died, but the principle who lived in this body. And why we love Ramakrishna's body then, photo then, because it is infinite, we do not know. But we see and we can focus through his life, we can get a direction to think of this Brahman in this sixth perspective. So Brahman can be worshipped in this way. Sri Ramakrishna was worshipped best by Swami Vivekananda. He gave beautiful some qualities of Vivekananda about Ramakrishna. We all know that, but I am mentioning it. To, to think of Ramakrishna in that line, we worship Ramakrishna, this Ramakrishna. What is he? Swami Vivekananda said that he is a Niranjana Narurupadhara. In the evening prayer we sing. It is composed by Swami Vivekananda, the evening Vesper song. Niranjana Narurupadhara Niriguna guna mai. Niranjan is free from all blemishes. Narodupadhara. Again, he has taken a human form. This human form, we are here because of blemishes, some imperfections. We are pure. If that pure state comes, there is no body, no mind, nothing can be there because of the imperfections here. But Sri Ramakrishna is nirguna. He's in a sense that absolute blemish-free, eternal. But he has taken a human form. Nirguna, Nirguna, He's Nirguna. He's beyond all descriptions, all qualities. Sattva quality, Rajas quality, Tamas quality, or uh, here, 
with any, any definition of purity you can describe, it is beyond that. But at the same time, he is accepted the human imperfections and live in the world for the good of humanity. Mochana aghadushana. He removes mochana aghadushana. Agha means the sin. What is sin? Sin means ignorance. Sri Ramakrishna yes, is that Ramakrishna we worship who removes the sin and ignorance of all, irrespective of anyone, any person of any country. And what is he? We want to ra worship Ramakrishna, who is Chid Ghanakai. He is the Chit. Chit means consciousness. Ghano means condensed, like condensed milk. Huh? What you call? So, Kheer, in, in Bengal we call Kshir. Kshir, no? Uh, all, all India you call Kshir, isn't it? So that is the condensed, condensed, condensed. You take 10, 10 pounds of uh, milk and slowly in slow heat boil and boil and boil and boil and it comes down, 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 down. How much it will come? This small quantity. It took so much and it becomes boiled down. And what is Ramakrishna? His body as if has been boiled in the heat. <laughs> uh, here's the consciousness personified. And that infinite consciousness has been concised and it has become this condensed form. It is nothing but uh, chaitanya, nothing but wisdom, nothing but knowledge, as we have talked in the Pragna, Itiena Tukvashita. This is the view. We have to see Ramakrishna in, through the telescope. And that telescope is Vivekananda telescope here. The other telescope we saw, it was Upanishad telescope. Another telescope we can see, Adbhutananda telescope. We have seen through the telescope of Brahmabandha Upadhyaya, that telescope. And there are an infinite number of telescopes you can find. And each has seen the infinite star in their own capable range, how they can describe how they have felt. So this is the Sri Ramakrishna we worship, who is Chit Ghanakai. He is the condensed form of absolute consciousness. And Ramakrishna is who? He is Bhikshane Mohajai. If he looks at you or me, my ignorance will be just evaporated. Moho, the delusion in which I live, that delusion just evaporates in a second. Bhikshane Mahajai. And also another way, if you really intently look at Ramakrishna with your pure heart, if you can intensely think Ramakrishna is the embodiment of all infinite knowledge and bliss, with that eye you can see Ramakrishna, then your moha, your delusion will run away from you. It's both ways you can explain this. Bhikshane Mahajai. Bhikshane Mahajai, when he was there, I understand. He could look at somebody. He said, he did that many times. He said that I need not have to touch anymore. Such a power has come that I will tell you to touch that other person. He will be liberated. So it is a very strong word. 
that by look, he can take away our sin. No? But also if we look, we gaze at him with this spiritual attitude, it is sure that our ignorance, our delusion, our weakness, our all faults will just evaporate. Yeah. That cloud which covers us, our vision, that cloud will be swept away. And what is he? Vāsvaro bhavo sāgara He is the bhavo sāgara. It's a beautiful word Swami Vivekananda has used. Bhavo means? Bhavo means spiritual moods. In Ramakrishna, infinite number of spiritual moods arose and played in his life. Every day from morning till night, how many spiritual moods will overpower him and he will go from one level to the other level and come. It's like playing uh, the, um, what you call, batch. Batch means boat, rowing boat competition. You go from this uh, bank to the other bank. From this bank of duality in which we live to the absolute non-duality. And he can stand everywhere. Ordinary people can just, cannot. Sadhaka, ordinary sadhakas can by chance, if once they go to shoot and go. And by chance if it comes out within short period then he becomes a jivan mukta. And Ramakrishna used to go every day, 120, 200 times, and stay in any altitude he wants to stay. That was the reserve for the incarnation, like avatars, and that was special incarnation, Ramakrishna. That's why it is called Jrim Hito Jugo Ishara. Bhashara Bhava Shagar. You can meditate on this verse. Only one word. Bhasara. Ramakrishna as the Bhava Sagara, the ocean. Ocean of bhava. Bhava is all spiritual moods, all spiritual experiences, all, uh, all transcendental experiences of the truth. How many varieties it can be? And next he says, Jrim bhito jugo ishara jagodi ishara. See, Jrim bhito. Jimhan means, Jimhan means manifestation. He has manifested himself, the infinite has manifested himself as Yuga Ishara. Ishara means the Lord of this age. In this age, it is the Lord of the universe has manifested himself with this unique expression of love. Karunaghana. Look at Ramakrishna's life. It is full of blessings and mercy and grace. Look at Giri's ghost, look at Padno um, Binod and other, so many who came in the orbit of Sri Ramakrishna's life. And what transformation happened in them. And what is he? We have to look at Ramakrishna. That's why it, looking at Ramakrishna, mind becomes pure. Why? Because in him there is no lust and greed. Uh, you look at the baby. No one feels any, no negative thought comes to look at the baby. Because in the mind of the baby there is no, there is nothing but innocence, purity. 
So similarly, you can see an adult man who is Ramakrishna, but that man has no touch of any blemish of lust, greed, or any other thing. It's, uh, but it's a very, and it is all, also it is an advantage for us in this age that we have seen such a exact how he looks. You can get that picture. They were never ever, no avatar was caught into the photograph. Because it is all, whatever is this, in the way Rama came, Krishna came, Christ came, it is all we get through the paintings and uh, sculptures or other things. But this is the thing exactly. Mother said, oh, mm, present age, these people are very intelligent. Yeah. Mother, simple language, Kali means in machine. Yeah. In the machine, he has caught these pictures. <laughs> these people have caught this avatar in the picture itself. So that is stainless Sri Ramakrishna. And what is his yoga shahai? It's a very beautiful word. Who want to make spiritual progress, union with the divine? This Ramakrishna's form is very congenial, convenient, because if you look at that, all purity, all innocence, all joy, sparkling joy, look at the face, huh? look at every feature of the body, so pure, pregnant with knowledge, wisdom, love, compassion, uh, manifestation of purity, holiness, as if there is the extraordinary expression of that. So therefore, he is help for our yoga practice, yoga so high. And he removes bhanjana, dukha ganjana, all the dukha, all the sufferings, which torments our heart. He removes all of them. And he is actually what he is, banchana kama kanchana. That's also we have already talked about. He has bereft of all kamana kanchana, lust and greed. Worldliness, world and worldliness. And he is the tag Ishwara. He is called the Ishwara amongst the tagis, the prince among the renunciates, or king among, emperor among the renunciates. How much you can, if there is a competition in renunciation, <laughs> so you make it a competition and he will be the emperor in that. No one can beat him. It is. Uh, you read the life of Ramakrishna, you will be overwhelmed. You can match these things, what the scriptures say. Gita said, Kurmanganivo Sarvasa. If you become so pure, you're, you touch something improper, or touch something which is not pure, it will shrink, it will bend like that. Shrink. The senses will shrink. Ramakrishna used to happen, no? Touching some coin. Uh, and when the prostitutes, that, that, that <laughs> Mothur Babu was testing him uh, and thought that he is too much crazy to bring him into normalcy. So he appointed some of the uh, uh, prostitutes. Uh, and <laughs> going to Ramakrishna, they were such... They scolded Mathura ultimately. Why do you send us to that type of holy man? It's, it's called, it's unbelievable. If you read that portion in the 
great master, see the reaction, what happened to him. It is called Banchana Kamo Kanchana. Uh, as something is po poisonous snake comes and we shrink like that. If a snake comes, as something frightening comes, we become so much afraid and shrink. So Sri Ramakrishna is to shrink from anything worldly and world and worldliness. That we have to remember. We want to put Ramakrishna here. We should have to clean this place. Too much worldliness. He will not be able to sit. We sometimes complain that we cannot meditate. It is not his fault. He wants to come over here, you know? But what happened, you know, while he was alive, someone touched no, with little improv, maybe not that pure mind or something. What he will do? He cannot stand there, scorpion biting, and he jumps out and goes away. And then he'll have to pour Ganga water heavily, you know? So it is not out of any... Uh, any, what you call, disrespect to anyone, but it is his nature. You call, he has become, al uh, what you call, nowadays, allergic. Eh? As we get allergy in the heat and cold or in a, what you call, in the uh, pollens, no? So you don't see that. Do you see anything? But it enters into the nose and you start sneezing. And, uh, and it is called allergy. So Ramakrishna was like allergic like that, you know? In the in highest sense, of course, just to understand how we react and how he, he reacted. So it is called, he is a manchana kama kanchana, tagishwara. He is the lord of renunciation. And he is namo namo prabhu bhakkamanatita, no? Namo namo prabhu. He is bhakkamanatita. He is beyond all speech. You cannot describe Ramakrishna, who is he? Beyond your mental imagination, the tool mind is too limited to fathom Ramakrishna. So it's namo, namo, prabhu, bakko manatito. But again, mano bachano eko adhar. You are the substratum from where all sounds arise and expresses. The whole world is expression of the thoughts, and the thoughts come from the ground of consciousness. And Ramakrishna, Swami Vivekananda taught us to think about Ramakrishna as the foundation of all expressions, all the languages in the world, are nothing but expressions of some mood expressed in different uh, vocabulary. So here some Ramakrishna is that bhakka manati, and also say, he is the Jyoti Rajoti Ujala Hridi Kandara. That is Vivekananda's Ramakrishna. And Vivekananda has composed this song for us so that we can think of Ramakrishna in this light. That he is the Jyoti Rajoti. He is the light of the light. The sun's light, moon light, star, light of the star. Eh? There is a Drigdisha Vivek book. You go, who is the light behind? What light illumines your dream? What light illumines your dreamless sleep? What is that light behind? And that's why I call Jyoti. This is the Jyoti. This is the Jyoti of the Jyoti, light of the light. So this time is up. We can 
continue in different ways as Swami Vivekananda saw Ramakrishna, as Swami Shivananda saw Ramakrishna. And that is the way we have to look at Sri Ramakrishna as then a guide for humanity and not a man. Swami Premeshananda sang that song. Some say, Keho bale tumi sadhaka pradhan Keho dai tuma devotar man Ami gaurava shab Taji e diyechi Ridae asuno daan Aponi korile Aponar puja Aponar stuti gaan Babotarinir Pujari Thakur, Tumi He Amar Pran. Bhavatarini Pujari, you are the worshipper of Mother Bhavatarini. You are my heart, you are my soul. <coughs> Some say, Keho Bale, <coughs> you are the greatest aspirant. You are a sadhaka who have practiced spiritual discipline. Keho Dai Tuma Devutarman. Some are little. Higher way, they look at you. They think that you are divine. You are like God-like. But I do not know. I do not know who you are. I, I am unable to fathom you. I have only surrendered my heart and soul at your feet. Let us surrender like that. Thank you. <laughs>